Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Claudia, communication, communication, and more importantly, awkward communication. Which is probably what most of us experience in our lives in more than just the workplace area. There are some of us who think all communication is awkward all the time. (laughs) It's true. I have met those people. I have. (laughs) But clearly we don't expect it in the workplace. No, we really think that everybody's a professional and everybody is going to think the best, give people the benefit of the doubt, and everybody's working for the same goal. And um, so we're kind of taken aback and disillusioned and disappointed and sometimes even a little cynical. Well, this week we're talking about the nagger, and as you introduced oh, to, to us last week, this is your least favorite yeah, communicator. I'm, I'm tired already. <laughs> well, you know, again, we're not going to what's good communication. We're saying communication is awkward. So with things that are awkward, some people are naggers. I, I, of course, we're going to break this apart a little, but just got to say that word a few times. Um, they keep their fingers in things that their fingers do not need to be in any longer. And you're trying to do your work and you cannot do it because you're being interrupted by somebody who needs to have their fingers in it and ask you about it and prompt you on it. And I don't know what on it, but they're, they're always there, aren't they? That's right. And they seem to be um, sort of the opposite of the intimidator where they, you know, sort of kind of react out of this. They're kind of hiding the insecurity. The nagger does not, right? They are, they're <laughs> definitely feel powerless and they need to have control. So they're, they're always involved. They're always involved. Yes. It's in contrast, the intimidator. That was a great contrast. And they're contrast to the time bomb too. They don't put anything off. They don't hold anything in. As soon as they think about it throughout, they're asking you about it. Even though overall, you know, you have things under control. So this is extremely annoying. This is extremely counterproductive because when you're working with professionals, the, you know, the fun part is doing your job. The fun part is that my contribution matters and the decisions I make and the order I do them in makes things work well. So if that's constantly being taken away from me, if that's constantly someone's coming out and asking me or prompting me or correcting me or, you know, adjusting me, you know, that's just crazy making. And instead of accomplishing the Nagger's goals, which is, you know, better management and a better product or a better process or whatever you're doing, on the other side, um, you know, it's working, your own style is working against you, not for you, how you think it does. Well, and this um, sort of this sort of insecurity, this sort of kind of need to have control just exasperates everyone around you. It just, it does not allow for a good interpersonal dynamic because most of the time you probably, I mean, if I'm trying to think of an example and I just, I can think of a boss I had who in other words was very much like, do your own thing, you know, and I just, this is what I want. And there was a problem, be glad to correct it, whatever. But when it came to this kind of social event I had to plan, he was all over me about like the chairs and moving the chairs at the last minute after we had decided, you know, everything was going to be in a certain way. And I think obviously he felt probably most pressure for this kind of event that was normally kind of out of the realm of what we usually did, but it sort of 
it made me feel like insecure about yeah. a job I'd been doing. So it kind of made me nervous that I had was doing it wrong. And it was really kind of counterproductive. It didn't inspire confidence in me. It wasn't like I was like, no, it's fine. You know, I mean, in the end, you know, I was like, no, that, you know, this is the way I did it. We'll do it this way. But it just sort of created this kind of nervous tension all yeah. the time. Yeah. around this event. Oh, that's a great example. So this kind of insecurity, the insecurity of the intimidator was they're insecure about their own competence. So it's hard to hear criticism or disagreement or whatever. This insecurity is insecurity about everyone else's competence. So it's there's just a fundamental lack of trust that things are going to go as, um, let's say, it was all planned out during a meeting and roles and everything was assigned and timetables and about the best meeting you could possibly have, um, this person cannot trust that that actually will take place as was agreed, as was talked about. And so you know, they're checking in. They're, in effect, nagging, but they think they're managing. But they don't realize that with competent professionals, the meeting took care of that. So tell me, how do we go about this another way? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, you know, one of the things all our problem people have is, is a lack of self-awareness about what's going on inside of them. So if you find that people, you know, kind of are picking up the phone as you walk toward their desk or scurrying away, you know, avoiding you, it's, you know, you might ask, yourself, you know, what's going on here about my involvement that people don't want or people are avoiding? What, you know, what am I doing? So, you know, again, there, your experience of yourself is not that you're nagging. So it's not going to come to that. I'm nagging. Or I don't trust. So here's what you got to ask yourself is in any given assignment that you've given someone to do that you're nervous about, what is absolutely crucial to you that it be done a certain way your way what is um something that you're going to delegate to the other person what aspect of are you going to delegate to the other person for their judgment and um you know their decision making as you hired them to do and then third you know just to keep it simple not to over detail like this but what and what's just superficial and doesn't matter then you can limit yourself on what you ask people about. And you can say it up front in your meeting. I just want you to know that event, the seating arrangement, is super important to me because of this, this, and this. And I'm really nervous about it. And so then you're given the other professional information about what's important to you and why. And even if it's irrational, it doesn't even matter. They're informed, so it doesn't come across as a nag when you come and talk to it about it again. Right, I and you know. can perceive it as exasperating. Oh, my boss is really nervous about this thing or my coworker's really nervous about this thing. They check in all the time, but at least it gives you sort of the expectation. Yeah, that you know what it is. And then you can, and then you have to help yourself on the other things, the superficial things and the things you're delegating. Let others do it. And if you still can't let them do it, oh, I guess cannot stay in my office and just let this go. I've got to go talk to them. That's your clue. That there's something else that's really important to you. And you got to, you know, talk to yourself about that. You know, do some reflective thinking there. What's so important? And, you know, that I can't let whatever come out of that great professional I hired out there again. Right. And that, it brings up an interesting point because just like the when we talked about the intimidator, this person probably... The nagger has just 
you know, people that are competent that get their job done and are, are doing pretty well on their staff. The problem is they're worrying about the things that, the details, right? When you got that done, was it the first thing you did? Did you put the column in the left-hand side, the right-hand side? But ultimately, if you can't trust that they're doing their work, then you have other problems. So if you can ask yourself, mm-hmm. are they getting the job done? Mm-hmm. Is it done well when it's done? Then it will give you a clue as to then backing the off. Is with you. And if all is said and done and there's nothing they can do, you know, um, we had a receptionist once who we ultimately determined there was nothing she could do that would be sufficient. It was enough to meet the job requirements. And, and it was not a matter of the supervisor being too picky. It was a matter of we needed a different person in that role. So it also, this thinking process also helps you decide if it is the other person. And if it is, you need to make a, a decision to let them go and find a competent professional. But once you get your competent professional, we're not talking perfect, we're talking competent, then you can talk about these things. And then you can start catching yourself again on how often you need to go out there. And if it's really often, then you got to go back to yourself. What's so important to me that it can't come out however that person chooses? And, you know, it might be a client, a, a touchy client who's worth a lot of money to your firm. And you just don't know how the information's going to come out of your associate's mouth and might offend them. You know, so don't ask the person to do it. Do it yourself. But again, the, the asking that question helps you talk about it with the person and you can keep it to yourself. Let, you know, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk to that person that myself because they're very touchy. And even though you're an excellent communicator, the strangest things set them off, and you haven't been working here long enough to know what will set them off. So I would like to. It gives you the opportunity so you're not insulting your coworker. Um, they're not mystified. You're not nagging. See, there's well, no information yeah, in Yeah, and no one's going to complain that you took something off their plate, right? <laughs> Particularly a difficult customer. If they know why. Yeah. If they know why. If you keep taking, if you keep saying I'm delegating something to you and keep taking it back or overruling, all these forms of nagging that you come out and stay involved in something that the other person is under the impression is theirs. It's very confusing, and it's not accomplishing what you're thinking, which is this in-touch, hands-on management. Well, next week we'll finish up our series with the diplomat, which sounds like such a compliment when well, we say the diplomat. best friend, huh? Well, that's right, but we're going to talk about Mr. Awkward Diplomat Communicator next week. We're on the web at boldenterprises.com, and our blog is open for your comments and questions and suggestions. Hope to see you there, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.